Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. From the hallowed halls of Epic Productions here in Red Bank, New Jersey, we are Infinity X, giving a stage and a microphone to human excellence. And don't call it a comeback. By popular demand, uh, we are joined once again by the mighty Marcus Ogden. Good evening, Marcus. How are you? Happy New Year to you, my friend. I'm doing well. How are you, David? Doing great. How was the holiday? Holiday was good, man. Everything was nice and Christmas and, you know, New Year's and family. So everything was fantastic. Amazing. Amazing. And um, I would imagine, uh, I mean, listen, I pay attention to you on social media. So I have to imagine that your 2022 has taken off like a rocket ship. Am I right about that? Yeah, things are going really well. Uh, we got hired by Oracle NetSuite. I've got a big job coming up uh, that was confirmed today. That's going to be in San Diego for the California Society of Municipal Finance Officers. Then I've got a job in Austin for Maple Flooring Manufacturer Association, one of the oldest uh, flooring associations. It's about 150 years old, which I didn't realize that until like a couple of weeks ago. They're about 150 years old. That's in Austin, Texas. And then I just got hired for a big job in Omaha in April. So really excited about that. Outstanding. Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, the trajectory is massive. And folks, for all you entrepreneurs, anybody who has joined us this evening, we are Infinity X. You can check us out on We Are Infinity X YouTube and We Are Infinity X.com. And if you have a question for Marcus at any point during the course of tonight's conversation, please drop it into the chat. We will be sure to get to it. But um, Marcus, that's incredible, man. Congratulations. And, um, you know, I know that the first time I was so struck uh, by your journey. Right. I was so struck by your story and and everything that uh, you persevered through and went through as a professional athlete. Um, I still think about all the time that, um, you know, that that moment that you shared uh, when you're working in janitorial services. Right. And had that had that moment that I've, I've thought about that so many different times. And <clears throat> I remember that. You know, we we had a limited amount of time that evening because you were so kind and gracious and joining us that evening. Uh, but you, you, your time was a little bit brief. And I remember that I just could not wait. In our, and, and the folks who subscribed to Infinity X could not wait to hear the second half of the journey. Right. So, you know, Marcus, when when you moved into um, I, I would call it peak performance coaching, public speaking, um, and made the decision to accelerate forward in there. What was the first step that you took to start to, you know, because you, ha you had a, you had an, a recognizable name, obviously, but, you know, what were the steps that you took to lay the foundation for launching the career and what you're doing right now and the business that you're running right now? So David, I tell all of our clients the exact same thing. You need to figure out what your three biggest strengths are, and then what I call reverse engineer backwards to figure out what you want to do in your life, right? So like me, after my spoiled milk moment as a custodian, came home and I wrote down my three biggest strengths. I was a good storyteller good communicator, and I wanted to help people, specifically NFL athletes, not go through a bankruptcy like I did. Ended up figuring out reverse engineering backwards that being a keynote speaker made sense. 
Now, of course, like I tell everybody, when you figure out what you want to do, don't expect to get everything coming your way, jobs galore, all that. No, it's like somebody said, I forgot who it was, that what you have to do is you have to humble yourself and be willing to start at the bottom. If you're not willing to start at the bottom in a new transition in your life, then don't bother starting at all. Don't even bother. So that's what I did. I started over and I had to literally pick myself up from the ground up and I work as a, uh, as a custodian. I work as a football coach. I work as a birthday clown at birthday parties. I worked running a seven on seven league while pursuing my passion career that I was hopefully going to be going forward in, which was keynote speaking. But of course, it took me a long time. It took me two and a half years to get my first paid job. Some of my clients are on the call. People I know like Ethel, who is out in California, other great people that I know. And I tell all of them, everything I've earned today, I've had to work for because nothing was handed to me. Oh, yeah, you played football. That, that doesn't really mean a whole lot in what we do today as far as speaking, coaching, consulting, writing books, being a brand ambassador. None of that stuff really makes any difference when it comes to about, talk about football and all that. I mean, it's nice, but it doesn't really have any type of correlation to what I do today. What was, um, Marcus, thank you for sharing that. And what was some of the, um, I'm, you know, pardon the pun, but block and tackle techniques that you used when you first were starting to lay the groundwork financially to launch and build out your business? Um, what were some of your strategies, whether it was for saving money and or creating, you know, creating many short-term goals um, leading up until the point where you got that first paid client? So basically what I did was, is I worked, with my football business and I probably made about, I don't know, $2,500 to three grand a month if I was lucky with the business. And I basically just paid our bills. And sometimes we were in the red, which means that we had to pull from savings. Sometimes we were in the black, which meant we put money away. Sometimes we were dead even, which means we were dead even. So literally I didn't really have any type of structure for consistency because it was just so up and down. But what I would do is, is I would always try to save as much as I could each month after my you know, expenses, our rent, cars, insurance, et cetera. And I would basically just try to put a little money away I could. And sometimes it ended up being, you know, 10%, sometimes 15%, sometimes it was zero. Sometimes I had to pull from savings. But because of that thought process, it makes me who I am today where we have different accounts that we uh, we have access to. And there's some accounts where that you have, you know, we don't have a check, we don't have a, che uh, a bank card, a debit card. You know, we use credit cards sparingly now. I mean, we have credit, but we don't really use it a whole lot. We're very just very conscientious about how we do that. Because when I was going through all these different things in 2013, money was scarce. It was hard to make. And I tell everybody, Lord, please get this. It is easy to spend money. Mm -hmm. So hard to make money. Yep. You can spend it like that. You know, gas, food, entertainment, going out. And especially if you're somebody that gets paid every two weeks or every month. If you're not budgeting, if you're not saying, hey, I need to bring this in, I'm gonna get this every month, and you start spending a little bit more over the over the line. So, like with my wife, my wife is a teacher. Once a month, 
that payment hits direct deposit the last Friday every month. Yep. Know it. She gets paid 10 times a year, two times in the summer, she can get paid. So we know that last Friday of every month, her check hits the account. But with me, it could be I could pick up five grand a day. I could pick up $7,500 today. I could pick up zero today. I could pick up zero this week, right? I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the game of being an entrepreneur. That's why I tell people, if you're not focused on saving, planning, putting away, good gracious, it could be bad because the, the way our lives and our society is wired, spending money is very, very simplistic. It's on every street corner. We're going out to make money. That's a different story. Absolutely. hundred percent. You know, my, uh, my friend, Chris Crone, uh, I heard him say the other day, he said, I needed to become a world-class saver followed by a world-class investor. Then I could qualify to be a world-class spender right? And spend intelligently. And I just, I love what you just shared. Marcus, when you took on your first um, paid client, what was that feeling like? And, and what was the approach that you took systematically with that first client? Do you recall? Yeah. So my first paid speaking client for a speaking job was Miller Mock College in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I had just published my book probably about a couple months before we had our, our first book, a couple months before we had the conversation. And I remember going back and forth and they found me through like a speaker bureau site, um, a speaker match with how they found me. But my book was that force. It was that conduit that led them to me because they read Sleepless Nights. Then they contacted me about doing some potential business with them. So I remember just going back and forth, having conversation, all these different things. And then finally, when they made the call to say, we're hiring you for our 100th commencement graduation speech, and we're going to offer you $1,500 for your first, I mean, $1,500 for the 20-minute keynote, I literally was so excited because I remember thinking to myself, wow, I really need this money because one, Business at that time, it was April, was a little bit slower because people were not really getting back into football training, stuff like that yet. And 707 camp hadn't really started. So I was just really just, you know, luckily by the grace of God, that job came in and it paid me. And I was so nervous. I was so like, you know, I remember thinking to myself, wow, if they're going to mail a check to me, will I have enough money in my account to put gas in my car to get home? I don't know. It's going to be tough. I don't know. So when they actually handed me a check, I was like, okay, I now can basically just go ahead and put that money in. It'll clear like 200 bucks, through 300 bucks, and the other money will clear tomorrow. And I was able to get gas. I had to drive from Raleigh to, uh, it was in, uh, oh God, what is that? Uh, it's, it's in the, it's in the uh, uh, Wilmington. So I had to drive from Raleigh to Wilmington for that job. So when I got my check, put it in the bank, I knew I had at least uh, $200 where I can get gas and get home. Money cleared the next day. And I had like, I don't know, $1,450 in my bank account from a one job. And I thought to myself, wow, I made that in 20 minutes. Yeah. And really, it takes me with one client, it it'll take me 18, 30, it'll take me almost 36 almost 42 sessions of one-on-one coaching, which is 42 hours to make what I made in 20 minutes. So 
uh, I, I want to build off of that in a major way because that sets scale for where you're going now, right? But um, when when you look and when what time frame was this, uh, Marcus? This was April. So my first paid speaking job, uh, David, was April 2016. April 2000. So interesting, right? Would have you found that the audience that you were speaking to, like people graduating school at that point, mm -hmm. is I would say decades different, even though it's not that far removed from where we are today. But would, you, would do you think that the people um, were receiving your message differently maybe than they would be receiving it today? Like, do you remember what your messaging was to those folks back then and how you've pivoted, you know, to the messaging that you're putting out now? So the message I gave them back then was one of a motivational speaker. It was just my story. And, you know, my rise from the ash, it was no action steps. It was not inspirational. It was more storytelling, which was a motivational factor versus inspirational because I didn't breathe life into them. I just basically told them what my story was and how to kind of push through in their journey from my point of view versus today, I do things in that regard. But I was going to say, could I pause there for one second and put out a message to our viewers? Um, that is such an unbelievably, if you are, a, if you are in business of consulting or working with clients, I just heard Marcus say, you have got to meet them where they are. And it cannot be about you from a standpoint of, you don't necessarily know what's going to motivate them, right? It's, you're so he, He's adapted and identified that if I'm going to consult a client or I'm consulting in business, I have to meet them where they are. And I have to identify the specific points of that business or of that individual where there's going to be relatability to what I'm sharing, as opposed to me just thinking that they are going to you know, automatically have a key takeaway based off of my own personal experience. I love that message, Marcus. Yeah, because here's the thing, like today, do I use my story? Yes, but my story is wrapped inside of action steps and applicable, simplistic information that our clients can utilize in their life. What I love hearing from our clients is, Marcus, it's interesting how you take what can be such complex, really uh, difficult information and you can tell us what it is and what to do with it in a very simplistic form. And I said, look, coaching is really not complicated type of work, right? Where a complication comes in, if you're trying to basically pull the wool over your client's eyes, trying to tell them that what you say is all glitter and gold. And I tell my clients all the time, what I tell you, it's not glitter and gold. What I tell you, you know, the thing is, you're so focused like you should be on your business, marketing, sales, operations. But what happens is when you're so focused and you're in the weeds, you can miss some things. So my job is not to enlighten you. Like I'm not Socrates. I'm not Aristotle. I'm not, you know, a philosopher. I'm not Sigmund Freud. Like, you know, I'm not this phenomenal researcher type of guy. But I've been around the block once or twice, and I understand that my job is to give you things that you're probably going to miss because you're so focused on your actual workload that if you don't do the little things and take care of those, little things can become big things. And if you have big things, you could potentially have big problems. 
So I help our clients understand how to wrap things into simplicity so that they don't miss it. Again, not trying to out, and this thing, I think sometimes coaches try to outsmart their clients, try to tell them that, you know, I'm the biggest, best thing out there. You won't find another coach smarter than me. Hell, you'll find coaches just as smart as me, smarter than me, right around the corner. Yeah. Right? Question is, though, is a coach going to actually give you steps to understand that what they've gone through, you need to make sure you're doing it this way if they've been successful at it or avoid this if that coach failed at it. And that's what I really focus on. Phenomenal message. We are Infinity X, giving the stage and microphone to human excellence. We're joined this evening by Marcus Ogden, peak performance coach, public speaker, former NFL football player. And if you have a question for Marcus, again, please put it into the chat. I will be very, very happy to, to put it out there. So Marcus, so you, when you walked off that stage at the, at the college the first time and you did reflection, um, it, and I would assume that, you know, we're always our own, you know, most we're our own biggest critic, right? And so I'm sure that there was a there was a moment where you looked in the mirror and said, "Okay, I would have done this differently. I would have said this differently. I would have leveled up in this method." In this method, when you reflected upon that, what were action steps that you that you took, and or were there people that you started to model behind and or measure to level up? on your messaging when you're in a public speaking forum? What steps next did you take? So let me ask this. Are you asking me, what did I think about myself when I was finished right away? Like maybe a couple of days later or yeah. a couple of years later? Oh, uh, let's start with a couple of days later. And then let's- uh, couple of days, couple of days later, I thought I was the best thing. So I was nervous and I was sweating a lot. And I was like, wow, but I thought I was the best thing ever. To be yeah. honest with you. Yep. I was like, man, I crushed this. Like, where's the next one? I got this. It's great. So, because again, at that time, I was really not speaking for the right reasons. Like I was doing okay, but it wasn't the right reasons. So literally at a couple of days after that, I thought it was amazing. Now, a couple of years after that, I was like, wow, I really sucked. Because <laughs> what I realized is that I was talking all about me all about my life, and there was no tie-in to the message. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what the message or theme was I was hired for. And that's not good because that was my first ever paid job. I should remember that, but I don't because I was so focused on my story and just having my moment in the sun. Today, everything I do, it revolves around the client's theme. So it's diversity, equity, inclusion, awesome. Is it mindset? Got it. Is it leadership? Perfect. Is it servant leadership? Let's do it. Is it culture enhancement? Got you. You know, so now it's not about me. It's about the client's need. I'll wrap my story around that and kind of persevere and kind of go from there. And when did and and when did you have kind of the light bulb go off the aha moment where you did the reflection and said, okay, I need to make changes? When did that happen for you? So it happened for me after I ended up going to two programs. One was at Penn State through the NFLPA, Retired Players Association, and I got coached by NAPSA, which was a, a program that helps you with like scholastic and it's a, it's a professional success academy. And then I met my mentor, one of my mentors, Mel Robbins in Boston, when I was on her platform and her show, Kick-Ass with Mel. And that was one of the biggest driving factors for me to make the change. And that's when I learned 
that if I don't stop being a motivational speaker, I'm going to be out of business. Because like Mel taught me, motivation is garbage. And it's basically you doing something for the short term for external motivating factors like money, fame, notoriety. And I remember that's exactly what happened to me with Caden. I became successful. I chased money. I chased fame. I chased nightlife. I chased notoriety. And basically, as my ego took over my entire body, that's what I tell everybody, your biggest, remember this, in life, your ego is usually your biggest killer. And the worst part about it is it's silent. You don't know it. You can't hear it. You can't see it. Because if you're wrapped up in it, you think you're fine. That's what I thought with Caden, right? And so I had to shift my mindset. And I realized that if I don't make a change, right, and how I approach things, I'm going to be really in a lot of trouble. So again, NAPSA and again, uh, Mel Robbins were absolutely critical in my life at that point. And, and then we have a couple of questions that came into the, uh, the chat. I'll get once, but once you had, um, once you had those breakthroughs, Marcus, what then happened next after, you know, post those, you know, post those meetings? So after I had the breakthroughs, what happened then is I started to understand I could make money doing this, right? I had a couple other small jobs, 16. I got my first job with an NFL football team in 2017 with the Buffalo Bills uh, through my boy, my buddy, Marlon Kerner. And that got me sustained going forward. And, you know, it was okay, right? But again, it was just kind of like, I was just getting lucky. I was just going out there. There was no thought process. There was no strategic plan. There was no tactical execution strategy. It was just like, hey, here I am. Hire me. You don't hire me. Whatever. And then in 18, I met with the NAPSA, met Mel Robbins. My business partner got more involved in the business. And we started adding some help. You know, as I was able to make a little bit of money, we added a web developer, an SEO person. We added a trademark and patent person. We added a videographer. We're hiring now uh, in February. A uh, well, this year we're hiring a publicist, PR, branding individual, and now everybody's working together towards a common goal. And everybody knows exactly what they should be doing. So to answer the question, 16, 17, I kind of just floundered. Like I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't sink, but I didn't rise. Right, I just kind of floundered and kind of doggy paddle my way around. The, you know, the water. And finally, I got some consistency and some coaching in 18. And then 19 got better. 20 was good. 21 was excellent. Now we're here in 22 going forward. I love it. And now um, I'm going to pivot to what the future holds for Marcus Ogden. And I can't wait to peel that onion. But before we get there, Marcus, um, Ethel, in, uh, Ethel in the chat has a couple of questions for you. First question is, what kept you focused when you were starting over? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. And the question was, what, what, um, what was your self-talk? Great question. So my self-talk was thinking about my father's legacy. One of my favorite quotes by Aristotle is in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. And I'll never forget, my life was probably about 98% darkness at that time between excessive drinking of middle lights that was so poor, couldn't afford anything else, just, you know, deprivation, 
self, you know, this self-loathing, poor me, poor me, Marcus is a screw up, yada, yada, yada. But what kept me focused was my father and his legacy. My father had passed away in 2006. So it was about seven years you know, prior. And, you know, it was difficult, but that was what I focused on through all the no's, through all the hard times, through all the difficulty. And I was able to get myself back on track, even keel moving forward, going down the path because I focused on his legacy. And I said to myself, if I don't try, then all he did for me, put me through good high school, I got to college, I got to NFL, I built a business, I made money, I lost it all, and I'm starting over. If I don't try, then all the hard work that he put into his life to sacrifice and make sure his boys had a better life than him was for nothing. So that was my why to kind of keep myself going. Incredible, incredible. And uh this the this question that I just, I'm going to put out there. Hey, listen, I want all of you paying attention. I want you to listen up because this is what it's all about, right? And especially if you're running a business, if you're running a brand, uh, the next question that comes in is, how do you monetize your value? Hmm. You monetize your value by getting testimonials from your clients from your current clients, your past clients, and you get them in what I call your archive. Hmm. People are not going to pay you for your goals. Goals are nice, but they're not gonna pay you for your goals, but they will pay you for your accomplishments. They will pay you for what you've done to help other people. So the way you monetize your value is you gather up testimonials, AKA social proof, AKA letters of recommendation. And those are going to set the market value for you. Incredible. We are Infinity X stage and microphone. Marcus Ogden. You can find him on multiple. At Marcus, what your website is marcusogden.com. Is that correct? Or uh, where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, Mar it's marcusogden.com, correct? Excellent. Yeah. And on, uh, on Instagram, uh, at Marcus Ogden, correct? Correct. Excellent. Yep. So you can find him there and replay will be available on weareinfinityx.com. We are Infinity X YouTube. And Ethel, I love some of those questions. I'm going to get to a couple of them in a second, but <clears throat> so now, okay, so we've accelerated, right? So 2021 was a great year. And now we're, we're here in 2022. You're doing big things. You're bringing in the publicist. You're, you're active on social media, right? You have um, uh, thousands and thousands of followers on different verticals. What is the vision moving forward, Marcus? Like, you know, like if you look at, okay, over the next five years, the brand of Marcus Ogden is going to evolve to what? So our big vision is, to, and I see a lot of our clients on here. I see my client, Bo Bravo. Bo's an amazing guy. He used to work in the White House for uh, President Barack Obama and George Walker Bush. I see my client, Nathaniel, who I work with. These are just two great guys. And these guys uh, both know something I'm about to say is I'm focusing on our podcast and I'm also focusing on the growth of our online presence, doing more online work. We're actually getting ready to shoot a, uh, a mindset course with one of our partners, uh, the Carson Group. And we have our first uh, product in our first kind of like brain session uh, dump out uh, on February 11th. And I'm actually going to be speaking for the Carson Group at their Elite Advisor Summit. 
So in order to be at that sum, you have to either have $100 million of assets under management or a million dollars a year in order to qualify to be there. Because Carson flies you in, it's a big deal, and it's a great, you know, it's a great reward for all your hard work. But I'm speaking to them at that conference to a lot of their top producers about mindset, teasing the course, dropping the course. And then what I love to do is with the Carson Group and some other affiliates, they work with FIG, which is Federal, uh, sorry, which is Financial Independence Group. They work with Bain, who is one of their uh, you know, big private equity you know, groups about doing more courses, not just for Carson affiliates or Carson members, but for the general public and working with them on a big, you know, rollout there because they have the resources, they've got all the financial and video and capabilities to kind of hit mass stage. But I think this is a great way to test how many people in Carson buy the mindset course, love the mindset course, find value in the mindset course. That's our tester. Once we see how that test run goes, talk about going to market to not just a, you know, not just like 2,500 people, excuse me, going, you know, you know, nation and worldwide with this once we see how it sells within their organization. And let's, let's build on the podcast a little bit, right? Um, and from a, from a messaging perspective, you know, you see some podcasts that are like kind of incredibly random, right? Are just having, you know, different speakers on at any time to try to find a niche, right? To trying to find a niche office and you know, throwing a whole bunch of different bait out there to see what, you know, where I'm going to get a nibble. What's your focus on the podcast? The podcast has a basic theme. Again, people that know me, Bo Nathaniel, Ethel, know the same thing. Robert Kelly, who I know is a good friend of mine, well, I saw him on here too. We interview amazing people with amazing stories. That's it. So like we've had people on like Joe Namath, right? We've had him on the show. Uh, Michael Strahan comes on the show February 23rd, right? Uh, I have a really big name celebrity actor who we're talking to. I'm not going to name drop him yet because we haven't set him up. But if, you know, if we say who he is, everybody knows who this guy is. He's one of the most well-known actors and one of the most well-liked actors in the industry. We have coming on Mr. Herbert Flight Time Lang, who was a Harlem Globetrotter coming wow. on the show. Uh, next week. We are talking to Matthew McConaughey's publicist about him coming on the show. And, you know, all these amazing people, James Brown from CBS Sports to business owners to entrepreneurs, all these different people. And they all have one thing in common, amazing people with amazing stories. And I tell everyone, when you're starting something new, podcast, some sort of media thing, you're better off going grand, trying to get great people, great stories. And as you grow your following, as you get people to want to actually listen to your messaging, if you want to go niche at that time, you can do that. Marcus, I I love that. And and the, the this question, this question is one that um I think will be near and dear to a lot of folks, right? So if you look, listen, um economically, we have challenges in this country. Right. And, you know, we're 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 facing, uh, you know, infl since the last time you and I talked, inflation has risen by about 600 basis points. Right. So, you know, it, we're we're in a massively um, different economic time than we are. I think most of us accustomed to. 
right? Uh, you know, 40-year high on inflation, low interest rates that may or may not increase, still relatively low taxes, but there's always the kind of taxes changing. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> a, a also an economy where people still have not really gone back to work yet, right? COVID still hasn't gone away, all of these different things. And so as you proceed into 2022, what are some of the potential stumbling blocks that you see uh, that you've already planned to pivot around, but that people who are launching strategies such as yours are going to take on? And how do you recommend that they pivot around them? So what you need to do is focus on industries that haven't been really affected as much, right? Financial planning hit a little bit, but not a whole lot. Real estate, it's doing pretty well from what I see. People are buying houses. Mortgages, right now, it might go up and which will affect it a little bit, but people are still going to have to buy homes. So, you know, lawyers are still going to get people to have to do what? Have injury. It's just, you know, settlements, all that stuff. What? People still got to do what? Their taxes, you know. So you need to look at industries that are not going to be as hard hit, right? So if you're in... Uh, trying to talk to automotive businesses right now may not be the best bet. I mean, you know, people aren't working. If you're trying to talk to heavy transportation logistics right now, probably not going to work. Transportation's up. You're trying to talk to like, you know, steel corporations, stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, steel's up and it's still hard to get delivered on time. And there's so many factors. So People need to be smart and you have to create plans to stay in front of businesses that are still doing somewhat well or above average, even through the pandemic. That's what we did. We focus a lot on financial planning firms, real estate firms, mortgages, title. And also, Dave, people need to diversify their income. Right. We make money through speaking, coaching, consulting, podcast, being a brand ambassador, uh, you know, book writing, teaching people how to launch a podcast or make money off a podcast. You know, all these different factors. We take ownership in businesses and we'll get capital up front sometimes and take a percentage, you know, but everything is built off of our brand. Right. Everything. That's what it is. Like I'm here from seven to eight o'clock tonight here with you, yep. right? I could be doing whatever. I mean, usually I'm, people know I'm honest. This is usually my poker night. I play Tuesday night poker. You know, I do because I need to have some sort of like relaxation and some sort of like, you know, just time because I work from like, I'm up at five, go to the gym. First call, it could be eight, no later than 8.30. And sometimes I'll get off the phone until 6.30, 7. And sometimes I'll eat breakfast or lunch. Or I might just have a, a snack, whatever the case is. You know, but this is my poker night on Tuesdays. But I understand the importance of marketing. I understand the importance of relationship. I understand the importance of just being present and engaged when someone wants you to be on their show, especially when it's a repeat opportunity. And you have to just say, you know what? That's just the way it is. You got to go work, Right. So a lot of times I feel that people don't really pay attention to how important marketing is. And because of that, they're missing the boat. So my answer directly is market more and find industries that have not been as badly affected through the pandemic, you know, through the pandemic. 
That's my advice. Incredible. So many golden nuggets that came in there, guys. I mean, first is, first is, I mean, I counted 10 different revenue resources that Marcus is already, uh, you know, experiencing and is going to be predictable in 2022 and beyond. Um, and then what I also heard was focus on markets that are going to be conditioned to want to have conversation with you. Right. And, and I, I, you know, just from a, from a personal perspective, you know, here, Marcus, at our brand, um, Epic Financial Strategies, um, we've been blessed and fortunate enough to uh, develop relationships with ecosystems that have real influence over the folks that they work with, right? And so when we are having conversations with new clients, and this is happening to the tune of 800 to 1,000 new conversations every single month, but they're individuals that are coming to us really, really conditioned to want to and, be, and open-minded to wanting to have conversations. So when you're talking about marketing, um, what do you, you know, and, and, and you're, and you're focusing on those specific verticals, right? What are the, you know, what are the ways that you prepare those prospective clients or, and, or receive in those prospective clients in a highly conditioned state, like in a peak state? So basically what we do is three things. We attract, we engage, we inspire. So we attract people with our messaging, with our consistency and being reliable. A lot of people in business will post for a day, a week, a month, a year. They don't get any business. Like, well, nobody's paying attention. They stop. Post and pray, right? <laughs> we've, been, we've been posting on social for like, what, seven, eight years, pretty much every day. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight, right? So that's the, that's the attract. Engage. Be present interact with people. If you're posting on social media, Ethel knows, Ethel knows we talked about it. She's going to go and start a LinkedIn page. I told her and her husband, when you post on something, somebody writes back, you comment. They write back, you comment again. Always be the last one to comment on your own post because it increases your visibility to people that might want to interact with you. And then the last one is going to be this, you know, and that point is inspire, which is talking about, we said this earlier, meet people where they are and provide solutions to their problems. People have to look at it like this. You, you Dave, you Ethel, you Bo, you Nathaniel, Robert, anybody on this call, you are either your best friend or your worst enemy. It's that simple. You're either your best friend or your worst enemy. That's it. Your mindset has to be conditioned to market no matter what. Attract, engage, inspire. But if your mindset turns where you are now your worst enemy, you got all kinds of problems. Because you have to then not just get yourself back on even keel, you have to get yourself on even keel. You have to let your clients know you're back on even keel. You have to talk better to your prospective clients and it puts you way behind the eight ball, which is why for two and a half years, I got no paid speaking jobs. I was my own worst enemy. I was self-centered trying to speak. I was arrogant. I was humbled through the custodial experience but I was not grounded in how to be good at my craft. In 2018, so in 2013, I got humbled. 
2018, I got I crafted in how to stop being an arrogant asshole on stage and just be real with people and say, hey, this is how you can help yourself and let me show you how. We are Infinity X and we are InfinityX.com. Replay on Infinity X YouTube and on the Infinity X website. Marcus, as we go into 2022 and beyond, what are things that you're focusing on in your business that you want to be spending less time on so that you have more free time to be doing what? You know, that's a really good question. I want to focus, I want to focus less of my time on trying to help people who don't want to help themselves. And I love helping people. But if you don't want to help yourself, then I can't help you. So I'm trying to, you know, learn to stop doing that so I can actually focus and spend more time with people that want to help themselves. Because if you want to help yourself, I'm going to be your best cheerleader, right? But again, your mindset, either you're going to be your best friend or your worst enemy. If you're your worst enemy, I can't work with you because I don't have time to try to turn your mind frame around if you're that down on yourself. Right. Now, I don't mind you're having a bad day or you're having a little bit of a tough, you know, little period. No problem. But if you're constantly berating yourself, if you're constantly, you know, in that mindset where nothing's good enough, you're always going to find ways to nitpick things like that. I can't help you because you don't really want help. You want somebody to basically pity you and feel sorry. And again, I know what that's like. And you know what? No one helped me until I was ready to help myself, which is the way it should be. Like you have to be the one to say, I want to change. Once you say that, you can then actually begin to change. Incredible. And by the way, I just looked over into the chat, Marcus, for a second. You have a movie coming out, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm in a I'm in a documentary called Beyond the Game. And so it comes out in April in movie theaters. So it's got like me, Floyd Little, uh, just some amazing uh, former NFL players, uh, baseball, NBA. Uh, you know, it's just a it's a great group of individuals talking about life beyond the game. And that's supposed to be in movie theaters in April of this year. Uh, all around the country. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out, uh, that documentary coming out here shortly. That's incredible. Congratulations. And what was it, uh, what was it like getting behind camera, right? You know, was it, was it documentary, like, uh, you know, was it uh, obviously documentary based, but, um, you know, had, did, did you feel the same as you do off camera? Or what was that like? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like we're doing now. I mean, they ask you questions and, you know, that's how I operate really well, interview style, because, you know, now if I'm keynote speaking, I'm good to go. But if you want me to do like some type of like, you know, online course or some type of, you know, program or some type of real, like, you know, a documentary style, then interview works really well because you can ask me a question and I can answer the question and I can elaborate which also has really helped me in my crap as a, as a podcast co-host. I've learned how to talk about certain things and ask people certain questions and then ask spinoff questions or additional statements to get them talking. And because of that, our podcast is globally ranked top one and a half percent in about six months. 
And me and my client, Bo, who's on the call, we have a little bit of a friendly wager who's going to be in the top 1% first. So, you know, I'm pushing for that. I'm trying to get a free steak dinner. Cool. I mean, otherwise, I mean, I'll buy him dinner too. It's fine. But, you know, the bragging rights is more what we're talking about. You know, he's a vet, served our country, great man, great person, just, you know, love everything he's done. And, uh, he always knows, like, I always think for his service and what he's done for our country. But, Beyond that, great friend. And, you know, when you have great friends and you're always trying to help push each other. And that's all it is. Like, you know, we're just trying to push each other to the top. You know, and I'm always, as I say, it's just bragging, right? So hopefully I'll get my steak dinner first. But uh, if not, then I'll take Bo out. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Bo, shout out to you, man. Thank you for serving our country. And especially in this time that we're in right now, it's good folks like you that, uh, that we rely on. So um, thank you very, very much from my family to yours. Um, Marcus. Are you, are you the best version today of Marcus Ogden or is there more like what, you know, how, how are you going to, how are you going to continue to manifest? You know what? There's an old saying, the minute you stop trying to put, it's like, how I'll say this leadership and learning are indispensable of each other. Right? So today there's never going to be a best version of Marcus. Marcus is always always going to try to push for more always because when i didn't push for more with caden i'm out of business and i have a saying they when you lose everything you learn to appreciate everything and i lost it all i lost home cars like i lost everything everything and because of that i've learned that when you're pursuing greatness, you have bumps along the way, but never forget where you came from. So for me, I'll never ever say I'm the best person of myself because it's not true. I'm always gonna try to be better, try to read more, learn more, get better friends around me, you know, network better, whatever the case may be. Because at the end of the day, right Dave, if you stop trying to grow, you're gonna start dying. Start time all day. Absolutely. I could not agree with that more. It's, you know, good is the enemy of great and we're just never going to be great. Right. You know, and um, the, uh, folks, we are infinity X. If you have a question for, uh, for Marcus, please put it into the chat. Marcus, I just like, I'm so compelled by you. I just, I, I love, I, I just, I'm drawn to your energy. Your, you know, obviously your story speaks for itself, but your energy is just unbelievable. And, you know, there's lots of, uh, there's lots of stages that bring lots of energy out there. You know, Tony Robbins, Chris Crone, Marcus Ogden's stage someday, you know? And my, my question is if, if, um, if you had a stage and a microphone that you could speak on, it's, and it's the ultimate avatar, what is that stage? The stage is the accountability stage where anyone and everyone that heard or hears the message that I speak is going to take full accountability and ownership of their own life. Now, is it hard? Yep, sure is. It was hard to look myself in the mirror in 2013 on that curb and well, look at myself with my hands and go home with myself in the mirror after the spoiled milk moment and say, wow, Marcus, you screwed up. Not your partner, not the developer, you. You did all this work without a signed contract, without a document. That was you. I tell everybody, in life, when you start to take ownership of things, great things happen. One of my favorite sayings that we came up with, 
If you make a mistake, you own it, you fix it, you move on. That's it. That's all you can do, right? Don't own it, fix it, and then stay in it. Don't own it and say, ah, whatever, and try to move on from it. Don't say, oh, I'll fix that, but they did it, and so I can go on. You own it, you fix it, you move on. Once you have that mentality, everything else can go up from there. But the foundation has to be built off your accountability structure. If it's not, it will crash and burn. And you'll crash and burn right along with it. Unreal, unreal. We are Infinity X stage and microphone. Marcus Ogden dropping golden nugget after golden nugget. And Marcus, um, uh, last question um, I have for you, my friend, is um, you know, from a legacy perspective, when we shuffle off this mortal coil, right? And, and people are looking back at Marcus Ogden. What is it that you're, that's most important for you to be remembered for? Is it perseverance? Is it messaging? What, you know, what, what's the legacy of Marcus Ogden look like? The legacy of Marcus Ogden, the legacy of Marcus Ogden is helping others succeed where he failed. That's what it is. Because to me, that's what real coaching is. Bo knows this. Nathaniel knows this very well. I told them both, you all are hiring me to succeed where I failed and to avoid my mistakes. Nathaniel's doing very well in his business, health and wellness, speaking. Bo's doing phenomenal leadership, doing great things you know, in the HR space, landing a huge consulting contract. We talked through it, he landed it. And I remember telling him, I said, Bo, phenomenal. You're going to get these things faster than I did because I didn't know how to go about it. Nathaniel, same thing. And that's what a real coach is, in my, in my opinion. You're going to open up your Rolodex for your clients. And two, you're going to actually give your clients valuable information, not just from what, you, what I call theory-based coaching, not what you read, things like that. No, it's about the action-based coaching. What have you gone through? What have you lived through? And I tell my clients all the time, I hit complete rock bottom. I hit complete failure. I lost everything. If you hire me and you start from where we're at, you won't go through that. As long as you tell me what's going on, what you're doing, we have a plan in place, you'll never hit rock bottom like I did because I won't let you. I won't let you make the mistakes I did business-wise, you know, immaturity-wise, not dotting my I's, not crossing my T's-wise because that's what I'm hired for. And that's why I take pride in. So all of our clients know they don't just get me, they get all of me and my experiences along with it. What a, what a message. And Marcus, I, I'll tell you what, I want to get more of you. I want to see you in my future. That is for sure. I love what you are up to. Folks, you can find him at MarcusOgden.com, uh, at Marcus Ogden on Facebook. What's the name of the podcast, Marcus? Their podcast is The Lev and Marcus Show. Uh, we did, it's been really exciting. We've again had on great guests. We're all about just, again, amazing people with amazing stories. Uh, and it's great. You know, Bo has a podcast, the Bo and Luke show. Nathaniel has just launched a podcast, you know, in his brand. Uh, Bo was before us. So I learned some things from Bo. We've helped Nathaniel kind of develop what he's doing. And he's really starting to get some traction down the line. And people are recognizing him for his podcast and his messaging. 
And the Levin Marcus Show is really just a place for amazing people with amazing stories to share their knowledge, to help them get where they wanna go. And our audiences get authentic stories with action steps and the real person behind who they, that like their career. So like when we have Michael Strahan, we're gonna talk about, you know, going to space and being an NFL athlete. And after we're also gonna talk about, well, what struggles did he face to get to where he is today? What do you have to go through transitioning from the NFL to working in the media world? You know, what were some stumbling blocks? I'm sure, I mean, people think he's the most uh, uh, sensational person in media, uh, which he probably is, but like anybody else, he had struggles, right? What were those? Because we want our audience to understand that everybody that's successful has been through something. And if we can tell you what they've been through, we can get it going in that right direction. Absolutely. Like if you're going to retain somebody like a Mar like Marcus, folks, what you have to understand is that he's been there and he's done that, experienced it, and he's probably experienced it at a level that um, you know deeper and 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 <clears throat> deeper and and. Uh, yeah, more, more so than you would be able to imagine. Right. And he's going to be able to meet you where you are. He's going to be, you know, he's going to meet you halfway. You're going to put in the work with him, but he's going to meet you halfway. And, you know, with, uh, with, you know, when we take on new clients, Marcus, it's always, uh, Hey, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what I would do if I were in your shoes, because we've been there and we've done that. Right. We identify and understand and surround ourselves with relationships and with people that can provide guidance assistance, because we know what, you're facing and um, and we know how to pivot around that. And so, you know, Marcus, your message tonight has just been one of sheer, pure inspiration. It really has been, it's been heart centered. Um, I love what you're up to. The the Levin Mark, Levin Mark, Levin Mark. The Levin Marcus show, yep. Levin Marcus show podcast that's on Spotify, Apple, iTunes. iHeart, um, uh, Stitcher, Google, YouTube channel, all that kind of great stuff, yep. Yeah, it's just uh, Marcus. You're you're just you're a joy to be around, man. And uh, I really just this is now an hour and thirty minutes. We've had the good fortune of spending time together. And uh, like I said, I I intently see you, future men, and um and 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 wish you all the best. I know that you're going to do massive, massive things in 2022. But I certainly would love to continue the dialogue because I have some ideas of things that we might be able to co-create as well. Um, and folks, we are Infinity X. We're bringing um, human excellence to the stage each and every single week. The replay of this is going to be available on YouTube. We are Infinity X. We are InfinityX.com. And we are Infinity X, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. And Marcus, any parting shots, brother, before, uh, you know, we bid, uh, well, maybe you catch a game of poker. You know? <laughs> no, no, no. La last thing I'll say, everybody. Great leaders don't tell people where to go. Great leaders take people where they need to go. So if you're trying to work on your leadership, don't tell people where to go. Take them where they need to go. Grab them by the hand and say, hey, look, now look, I'm not going to pull you. I'm not going to like, hey, I'm not going to like jerk you or get a charge and try to like pull your arm off. But I'll take you by the hand and I'll take you where you want to go. If you are willing to trust me, and go down the path. But I'm not going to tell you where to go. I'm going to take you where you need to go. And to me, that's the art of great leadership. So everybody in this call trying to become a better leader, start taking people by the hand that want to be guided and take them where they need to go. 
Success leaves clues, folks, and there is no doubt at all the clues that Marcus is leaving here for us for why he has been as successful as he is and why the uh, the sky, there is no ceiling for uh, for this brand and uh, and this human being. Marcus, uh, thank you so much. You are so much fun to, to speak with and make it easy for somebody like myself. Uh, and, um, you know, I just, I again, I wish you health, happiness, and an unbelievable 2022. And I really look forward to continuing the dialogue, Marcus. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Have a great day, my friend. Everybody have a fantastic evening. I'll talk to you soon, Dave. Thanks a lot, my friend. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And folks, thank you for tuning in tonight to another session of We Are Infinity X. Replay available. We are Infinity X YouTube. We are InfinityX.com. And we are Infinity X Spotify and Apple iTunes. Until next week, when we give another stage and microphone to more of the same of human excellence, um, this is David Harder uh, on behalf of the We Are Infinity X team signing off. Everybody have a wonderful night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time. <laughs>